This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I am joined by head coach Vanessa and assistant coach Kat. We are talking about realistic timeframes to achieve your goals. Now, we've broken that down into fat loss, weight loss, body recomposition, getting your cycle back, looking at improving your digestion, reverse dieting. So all topics that I know that you guys do want to hear about. Before we jump in, I have a few things that I want to cover. First of all, head to the podcast show notes. You can download my free macro table swap guide. It's going to show you what different foods contain different macronutrients. So that's broken down into carbohydrates, fats, protein, how much of each you need in order to get a gram of that macronutrient and how you can switch and change different food sources in your meals and still hit your macros. It's awesome. Now, the other thing I just wanted to mention is towards the end of this podcast episode, you will hear a little human barge through a door asking for pasta. And that, my friends, is my child, Sonny. So I usually have him sitting on the iPad. I know, mother of the year, but you've got to do what you've got to do. So on the iPad watching a movie, the movie had finished, he was hungry and demanded pasta first thing in the morning. (laughs) So (laughs) my apologies for that. It is kind of cute, though. Now, if you guys do enjoy this podcast episode, you know how much it helps us to make sure you leave a rating, a review, make sure you're following us, screenshot this, share it with a friend, share it on your stories. It helps immensely get the word out and to get women educated on how to look after their body and how to achieve their goals. All right, let's get stuck into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I have the amazing Girl Fit Method coaches. We have head coach Vanessa and coach Kat. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hello, hello. We are all very excited to chat to you today about realistic timeframes when it comes to achieving your goal. This is a massive subject and we cannot wait, as Vanessa just said, to spit some facts through to all of you. (laughs) So we're excited. But first of all, I want um, to hear how you both have been going. Now, head coach Vanessa, poor thing, has had a very rough month. She was hit. um, We we shouldn't say the word. We may get censored, but the big C. And then that led into pneumonia. Is that correct? Yeah, it was an unfortunate month for me, honestly. (laughs) We are definitely on the up and up now. I'm thinking May will be a lot better. Um, but yeah, I was tough there for a little bit. <laughs> you did not look well. I felt so sad for you. You were in the absolute wars. So it's good to see you feeling happier with more energy and you can talk. Back to my normal self. Oh my God. Yeah. Honestly, probably the sickest I've ever been. Wow. Did yeah. you lose all of your taste? Like, did you and smell? A good amount. Uh, it's come back now, but like honestly, all my food was like tasting like metal, um, which is not ideal. But okay. now we're back to normal. But yeah, I did lose it for a little bit. It was more taste for me than smell, uh, but they kind of go hand in hand. So, did you feel like you just had to force feed yourself? Like nothing was enjoyable. I, I, I literally was. <laughs> like I literally was forcing myself. Yeah, it was not fun. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. I'm so happy to hear you're better, Cat. 
how are you? How have you been? How's the past month been? Uh, this past month has honestly been really great. I don't have much to complain about at all. Definitely not in the light of Vanessa's uh, <laughs> run with illness. So uh, honestly, I'm at the top. I feel like I'm doing really good. <laughs> oh, fingers yeah, crossed. Way to rub it in, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's a way to rub it in, man. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Me, me and Kat are in peak health. Vanessa, though, she's just full of all sorts, germs. And we're ha- I'm happy to know that you're far away from me. <laughs> Not breathing the same air you are. Oh, that's so mean. No, no, no. We were really sad to see you sick. Very happy to see you're feeling better. My past month has been also an interesting one. Um, I went and had some time off. I had like a little family trip um, just for the weekend and I came back feeling so refreshed. And then that following week, by the end of the week, I was exhausted again. And then I, it kind of just hit me and I was like, oh, my life is hectic. <laughs> You know, it's not until you step away sometimes that you realize things. Um, and so it's been good because I've actually implemented some changes. Like I'm trying to get to bed earlier. I'm trying to cut off at certain times, especially with like technology, um, which is a challenge, but it was insightful. So I'm trying to manage my energy a little bit better. But as I'm sure with all of you and all the listeners, life is a big juggling act and there's really no balance is there? You've just kind of got to figure out what takes priority at different seasons of your life. And some seasons are just crazy. Yeah. And to say your life is hectic is a huge understatement. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, um. (laughs) What people don't know is I absolutely love chaos. Like I thrive in it. So it's good fun. I don't mind. (laughs) As long as I survive it. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's jump into today's topic. So what we want to do is kind of go over, I guess, like, the three main areas that we see women um, in and the goals that they're wanting to achieve. So first of all, I thought what we could talk about is maybe fat loss. So someone who is wanting to lose some weight and what does a realistic timeframe look like for them to be able to achieve their goals? Now, this is obviously going to be dependent on how much fat and weight you do have to lose. However, there are, you know, there are, I guess, principles that kind of um, would fit most scenarios. Um, So did one of you want to kick off, Vanessa, do you want to kind of kick off around if you had someone that was wanting to lose a bit of fat? And let's just say, maybe let's just break that into two as well. So if you've got someone who has an excessive amount of fat to lose, and then someone that maybe just has like the, you know, five, 10, 15 pounds that they want to lose. For sure. Yeah. And like you said, super dependent on the situation. I'll start with somebody that has a lot of excess body fat to lose. So for people that do have a larger amount of body fat to lose, it's going to be a longer process. Obviously there is more body fat to lose there. So you want to do it in a healthy, sustainable way. It's going to take some time. So with people that do have more body fat to lose the process, obviously, depending on how much, you know, body fat they have to lose can be a little bit longer. I mean, I've had clients that have been dieting for six months, sometimes eight months. And obviously that goes with like things like diet breaks and things like that, where refeeds, where you have higher calorie, you know, times. Um, but with that being said, also making sure that, you know, you're in an appropriate deficit for that and making sure that it's not, you know, obviously like, 
slashing your calories in half. Um, and with that timeline, again, it can be six months, nine months, upwards of a year, as long as you're going about it in the right way. Um, and then for people that are a little bit on the leader side, just like, you know, have a little bit of weight to lose. Usually I would say 12 to 16 weeks. Um, again, with the longer timeline, having more flexibility, I find for my clients and myself, uh, works really, really well, but even seeing fat loss phases from eight to 10 weeks, you can see really great progress there. Absolutely. I saw a really great TikTok, I think it was. <laughs> um, and a guy was explaining fat loss and he got a, a tube of toothpaste and he explained when the, the tube of toothpaste was full, so it was brand new and you squeeze it, toothpaste comes out really quickly. And he was relating that to if you've got right at the beginning of a fat loss phase. So if you've number one, got lots of fat to lose, then you don't need to squeeze the tube that much for the toothpaste to come out. So it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to start losing some weight. Neither does it when you first go into calorie deficit. It's fairly easy. However, once you get to the end of that tube of toothpaste, you've really got to squeeze the toothpaste. So you need to roll it up um, in order to get some toothpaste out of it. And that's kind of what happens towards the end of your fat loss goal. So when you are sort of at that later end where you have dropped a little weight or you've been in a calorie deficit for quite some time, you need to make more quote unquote drastic measures in order to be able to get to your goal. And that's something to really keep in mind. And this is why we are so big on making sure you don't drop your calories so dramatically at the beginning because fat loss at the beginning is going to be relatively easy anyway. You want to allow yourself to have room to move because at some point your weight is going to plateau. However, if you've just gone and slashed your calories significantly, now you're eating hardly nothing. What happens in one month's time when you plateau and you've still got fat to lose, then you just need to continuously drop your calories. But if you've already dropped them to a really low amount, that's going to make things very difficult. Yeah. For sure. Kat, I guess like with our girls, we, a question that we will get asked is like, well, how much fat should I be losing per week? Um, and, and what would you speak to with that? Um, honestly, when it comes to like fat per week, it's kind of hard to say just with um, how you're losing fat. If you're losing fat responsibly, if you're taking your time. If you're still implementing protein, if you're still implementing, you know, weights, you know, I wouldn't want to lose any more than one pound per fat of body week, a body weight per week. Um, uh, and so I think too, though, it's really important not to get too stuck on the scale when it comes to your weight loss as well, because you could be building muscle, especially if you're brand new with lifting weights and be into a deficit to lose fat. And you could be building muscle and the scale might not move a whole lot either. And you might be seeing some serious results on your centimeters going down, your measurements going down and your body like shape overall changing and the weight staying the same. Um, so I just wanted to point that out too, because I think we can get so caught up in the numbers going down and, and, you know, if you're in a deficit, you know, after, you know, being at maintenance for a while, like those numbers will go down, your weight should go down. Um, but it's not always like at the rate that we think. And then at the same time, how important it is to monitor when you're in a deficit, just even your measurements and your progress pictures, because if you're basing everything solely on the scale, it, it can be so deceptive and by being deceptive, be incredibly disheartening as well. Well, that's a big one. Absolutely. And once again, what's really important to remember is that the more fat you have, the easier it is for you to see drops in scale weight. 
But yeah. when you're lean, that's actually really difficult. Going back to that toothpaste toothpaste, <laughs> analogy, sorry, I can't speak English today. <laughs> it gets more difficult the leaner you are. And actually sometimes, like you're saying, when you're building muscle, so your body recomposition, compositioning, which is actually what we want, right? So we want more muscle mass to fat. You're not going to see any dramatic shifts in scale weight, if you are already relatively lean and you need to understand that you might not feel like you're that lean, but if you're at a healthy weight range, that's lean, really. We're talking about people that have excessive amounts of fat to lose that on the BMI scale would be, you know, hitting more sort of the overweight obese, right? You'll see drastic drops in scale weight because there's more fat to lose. The less fat you have on your body, the harder it is. And this is why we're so big on saying, hey, don't, please, please, please don't rely solely on scale weight. You need to have a whole different range of things that you're tracking in order to make sure you're in the right in the right direction really with what you're wanting to achieve. That's a really, really good point. So, and I definitely echo the one pound a week. It's really hard because I also was listening to another podcast from a trainer the other week and he was talking about, oh, okay, yep, most, and we, we do as trainers, we advocate for about a pound a week, but that's just such a blanket rule because I believe, and from our experience in working in particular with females, men, very different hormonally, their profile is very different for women. Our hormones shift dramatically in a four week period, which then dramatically impacts our weight. Someone's getting a phone call. (laughs) Sorry. That's all right. (laughs) Um, So, but for females, it's just so completely different. So to think that you are going to get consistent fat loss by that much each week is really kind of delusional. So don't get stuck on that number. Understand it's going to fluctuate. But if you are tracking body measurements, if you are tracking progress switches, then that is going to be such a better indication of where you're heading. Yeah, I 100% agree. And just like going off the scale weight too, a big thing when we first, you know, bring someone's calories down and whatever it may be, you'll see fluctuations in water weight. And you'll see, you know, sometimes your scale weight will go down two or three pounds in the first week of dieting. And sometimes it's, you know, water retention coming off and just like less food volume, right? And people get discouraged. Like, why am I not losing at the rate I was the two or three pounds, whatever it may be. And well, you know, like you kind of said, Tosh, like things are going to slow down once your body adapts and things like that. So I think that's something that's good to touch on as well. And photos will go so much farther than scale we ever will. 100%. All right. Should we go into our second scenario, which is drum roll, reverse dieting? Reverse our dieting. Woo-hoo. <laughs> all right. We all feel very passionate about this one. And what do results look like reverse dieting? How long should we be reverse dieting? When should we start losing fat during a reverse diet? Ha, 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 ha. All right. I'm going to hand over to you, Kat. This is a really big subject, but let's break it down. Maybe let's talk about the typical length of a reverse diet. Yeah. So honestly, reverse diet can take anywhere from, depending on where you start, right? So if you're starting and you're eating drastically low, could take way longer than if you start and you're eating, you know, higher amounts of calories to get to a good spot. So I would say it could take anywhere from like four to eight, like 16 weeks, depending on where you're at. Um, and then holding from maintenance is just a whole nother story. Um, 
you know, depending on how aggressive you're being with your reverse diet. So what your goal is, um, if it's period to get your period back, that could be something totally else completely, which we'll cover in a little bit, but, um, yeah, it can just take some time, um, depending on where you're starting. If you're starting sub 1200, it might take like 12, possibly 16 weeks to get you to a good spot. If, if the goal is to be conservative and take time. Um, but then if you're starting at, you know, higher calories, like around like 16, 1800, like, and needing to reverse a little bit, that could take about four, six weeks. Yeah. It, it's really very dependent on the starting place. Right. And maybe let's just backpedal a little, a little bit and, and talk about the purpose of a reverse diet. So a reverse diet is essentially to get you out of your, your deficit calories. And the question we get asked a lot is, can I just jump up to maintenance, my, my, my maintenance calories instead of reverse dieting? And the answer is yes, essentially. But what you want to understand is if you've gone into a calorie deficit and you've chronically, uh, excuse me, if you've gone into a calorie deficit and you've lost some fat, then your maintenance calories are going to shift. So they're going to be lower. So you do need to jump up. You need to subtract some calories from what your old maintenance was, but if you're going back up to your maintenance, it's in the it's in the name maintenance. You're going to maintain your weight. Now, where a reverse diet can be really uh, helpful is that if you're very fearful of increasing your calories, and you can feel uncomfortable. And really, what we're looking at is when you get up to your maintenance. If your maintenance is low, you know, if you've been chronically under eating for a really long period of time because you're trying to lose fat and you're not losing anyway, you're just maintaining eating a small amount of calories. Then we would look at doing a reverse diet where we can slowly increase calories. So just wanted to preface that. Um, but yeah, it really does vary. I wouldn't say it should be taking any longer than 16 weeks. But I think for most of our girls, really between, you know, the six to, to 12 week mark is where most people fall. Yeah, I would agree with that hundred percent. So the other question we get around reverse dieting is when do we stop reverse dieting? Oof. This one is, this one is definitely a big topic And, you know, at the same time, there's no super, you know, hard stop to a reverse diet. Maintenance is changing. Your maintenance changes every single day. So it really is a range at the end of the day. And, you know, this is something we can talk about forever too, but spending that time when you are at a maintenance for a little bit, letting your body adapt to that before you jump right back into a deficit is very, very important. And just like, in terms of when your reverse diet is over, there's so many things we look for as a coach, like, What are your measurements doing? What's your strength? Like, what is your energy? Like, do you have your cycle? What's your sleep? Like, what's your life? Like, like, do you have a lot going on with stress and all of those things? So, you know, what do your pictures look like? All these things. It's a lot more than just, okay, your calories are here. Let's go ahead and start cutting them again. Mm, Exactly. I think there's some confusion around the purpose of a reverse diet, because I think what, and it can be really confusing because what people see is sometimes these transformations of women that go from eating 1200 calories to 2200 calories and they come out looking so much leaner. And it's like, mm. well, actually the reverse diet is just the beginning of the process. Really the reverse diet is to get you out of eating low calories, up eating a good amount of food and you need to stay there. So when we talk about metabolic adaptation with our metabolism adapting to the amount of calories that we consume. So let's just say, for example, you've been eating 1200 calories for two years straight Now you're maintaining your weight, eating 1200 calories and you want to lose some fat, right? Or you're unhappy with the way that your body looks, or you just hate only eating 1200 calories. 
then the reverse diet, we, we get you, we get you eating more, but it takes time for your body to learn, oh, okay, this is my new maintenance calories. My new maintenance calories are, for example, 2000 calories. If you do your reverse diet, you get up to 2000 calories and you go, right, that was 12 weeks of increasing calories. I'm here now. Let's go back into a cut. Your body's actually not going to respond. You need to be patient and spend some time eating at maintenance calories. I know that is hard, but there's no quick fix to this. Yeah, 100%. And the maintenance is really where the magic happens. Like that's where you feel really, really good. Your training is going well. You have flexibility within your nutrition. Like that's where the fun really is. You know, dieting kind of sucks. <laughs> like it kind of yeah. sucks. So being at maintenance and learning to live at maintenance and be happy at maintenance is a whole other topic for sure. Right. I think it also brings us back to our, our first conversation during this podcast was talking about fat loss and like losing fat loss and how in the beginning it should, you should be able to drop fat, you know, you know, fairly easily not having to cut your calories, like straight down. But if you are just hitting your maintenance and you just hit it and then you're like, Oh, like now I get to go into a fat loss phase. You know, it's like, you know, sure. You could do a mini cut, get a little bit more comfortable deficit for like two to four weeks. But the thing is, is that, if you would hold that maintenance for a good amount of time, you're going to see so much better fat loss results than if you just go straight from the top of your, the top of your reverse ending at maintenance and then into a cut. It's just not going to be nearly as easy. And what it really does is regress back some of the effort that you put forward, actually getting up to your maintenance calories. That's such a good point, Kat. It's like after all of that hard work, if you increase in calories, it's kind of like you set yourself back. Sometimes at square one, we've seen it. We've seen some of our girls be really, look, and we, we, we come at this with some empathy because I understand if you don't feel comfortable in your body, then you, you just want to lose fat. But we've seen it where someone's reverse dieted up to a good amount of calories and we've put them in a deficit and their body doesn't respond. And it's just because you need to understand if you have been treating your body You've been mistreating your body for a long period of time and you've been under consuming. Really, when we talk about being able to, to spend time at maintenance after being in a deficit, you know, we usually say you want to be out of that deficit for, as, for, for about twice as long as the deficit itself. Now, if you've been under eating for years and years and years, you can only imagine how much time your body needs in order to readjust to those maintenance calories. And once again, like the frustrating thing is, yeah, there's no quick fix to this, but you've got two options. You stay doing what you're doing and feeling miserable and not getting anywhere anyway, or you do it the right way and you understand it's not going to happen overnight, but you're setting yourself up to achieve your goals in the future. And to with that, when you look at a reverse diet, like we said, 12, you know, 16 weeks, and then you spend a little bit of time there you know, it takes a few months to really get to a good maintenance, stay there, whatever. When you look at it in the grand scheme of things, achieving your goals, people take years to achieve their fitness goals, doing the same exact thing, never getting to where they want to be. When you think about it in the grand scheme of things, you know, spending six, seven, eight, 12 months, even a little bit uncomfortable to be at your fitness goals and achieve, you know, a healthy body composition, have muscle mass and 
all of these things, a healthy fat loss phase and maintaining that something a lot of people will never do. If I'm being quite frank is so worth it. So, so worth it to spend that time just being a little bit uncomfortable for the long term, you know, payout. And it's really hard when you, when the people we coach, you know, short-term gratification is a real thing. And looking at the long-term picture can be so hard and we've all been through it. Oh, I guess preach sister. It's like, these are your two options. Your two options are to continue the yo-yo dieting cycle of, Hey, you might drastically lose some weight because you do some dumb diet. And the diets that I've heard of recently from some of the, the, the girls that have approached me, like, honestly, my brain hurts. Like they're just so stupid. And it's not because of the girls. It's the people that are trying to sell you this, you know, they, if, if you dramatically drop your calories like significantly yeah you're probably going to lose some weight good luck maintaining that you're going to gain it back and we know that most people gain more back right so you stay in that cycle of just yo-yo dieting ruining your relationship with food not getting anywhere or you set aside 12 months one year of let's just say the 80 years you have on this planet to be able to actually set yourself up for long-term success i mean why wouldn't you choose that option and I know quick results are very alluring. We all kind of want quick results, but quick results don't get you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And like the same thing too with like reversing what we preach on our team is like learning about nutrition. So after that one year, you know, you go through your reverse, your fat loss phase, you're back up at maintenance. Hey, let's stop, you know, counting calories. Let's go ahead and live our life, live in intuitive eating, which is something we kind of talk about a lot on our team. And like, that's the end goal for everybody. That's the end goal for all our clients. And when you have the knowledge of nutrition, really it is power. Like knowledge is power. You can sustain your results and do this for the rest of your life without having to quote unquote, do this for the rest of your life, meaning like track calories, reverse diet, all that stuff. So, yeah. so good. Yeah. hundred percent. Your food shouldn't revolve, excuse me, your life shouldn't revolve around food and exercise and counting calories. It should add to your life. Um, and for a short period of time, I think sacrificing some time to actually count calories and learn about nutrition is vital. And after that, you don't need to do that. Like once, once it gets to the point where you feel anxious, if you can't count calories, then that's a big red flag. Now that's like a whole nother topic, which we won't go into right now, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. something to think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I totally agree though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last scenario is hormonal health, thyroid issues. What digestion is another one as well. What does the time frame look like if you have, let's just say, hypothalamic amenorrhea, you have no cycle, or you're suffering from PCOS, irregular periods, endo, you're having thyroid issues, um, digestion's really bad. What does a time frame look like, I guess, in fixing those issues? Or can we even fix those issues? So I'll start kind of start with this. I had HA for three years. So I kind of feel like I can chat on this. I think taking a timeline out of these goals is essential. I think with something like HA or, you know, gut issues or whatever it may be, putting a timeline on that is just stressing you out more, which is working directly against your case and wanting to fix it. So if you're like, well, you know, it's been three months, I don't have my period back. What am I doing? X, Y, and Z. You're not helping yourself, first of all. And it's really, really hard as a coach to say, oh, I know that we're going to be able to get your cycle back in two months because of X, Y, and Z. Sometimes, yeah, it does take one or two months to get somebody's cycle back. Sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it takes six months, nine months. It took me almost a year. So it just depends on the person. And 
like I said, putting a timeline on goals like this is only hurting you. Yeah. Everybody's so different too. Like everyone is so different. So there's like so many different things that is going on inside your body physically and hormonally, you know, to put a timeline on it. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense because even a cycle, your cycle is, it takes a, is a whole month. Like it's not an overnight thing that happens to you. Although you might only experience your period for a couple of days, like your body goes through one cycle in an entire month. So, you know, getting that to a place where it's back on track and back and being healthy, even if you do break HA and you have one period, you know, doesn't mean that the next period is going to come exactly a month after that, you know, and so not even to get discouraged when it comes to that, because however long you've had your period, you haven't had your period, and then you have it, you got to think that there was some good amount of time within that space where your body was rebalancing your hormones and re getting everything kind of back to normal. It's not going to be able to just bust out another period exactly one month from then, you know, a hundred percent of the time. Now for some people it does happen, which is awesome. Like that's amazing, but it doesn't happen for everybody and that's okay too. And that is quite frankly, like very common and, you know, not something to be super stressed about either. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd say like, it's less common for you to get a cycle back every month after not having one. Um, And you're right. What I think is really important here is, and this is across the board when it comes to any kind of hormonal health. So losing your cycle, having irregular periods, having very painful periods, having digestion issues is finding the root cause of it. So because everyone's root cause is going to differ, then there's no blanket timeline on this. And it's silly to think, oh, she got her period back after three months, or this person doesn't have any digestive issues now after six months. And then trying to compare that to your situation is silly because you both could have completely different reasons as to why you're in the situation that you are in. And what's very funny is we also, you know, when we work with girls around getting their cycle back, there are so many different variables that cause someone to lose their cycle, a female to lose their cycle. It can be that you just need to put weight on. It can be that you need to put fat on. It can be that you exercise too much. It can be that you do much cardio. It can be you're chronically stressed out all the time. There are so many different variables that will impact that and it's going to change person to person. So with this one, really difficult. The most important thing is that you're actively working towards rectifying the issue. That is the important part. And it's really about, once again, focusing on you, you versus you, and celebrating the wins, which you will achieve throughout the process, but not having you know a time frame in mind that you're wanting to achieve or rectify the issue. Yeah, that's a great point that everybody is so different in terms of what's causing, you know, their hormonal or gut issue or whatever it may be that for us to be like, oh, you know, we we can get your period back in two months guaranteed. Like that would be ridiculous because that's not how it works. And that's just like such a good point that you have to go to the root cause and you need to actively work on, you know, fixing the root cause day in and day out for weeks, months, however long it may take, even if it's not the most fun and the thing in the whole world. And I know I've been through it extensively and it's not fun and hormonal health and going through things like that sucks. And 
trying to get out of it, whether it is just like putting on body fat, putting on weight, which both things I had to do in order to get my cycle back. Yeah. Sometimes it sucks and not having a timeline sometimes sucks, but it's definitely worth it when you get to the end and you reach your goals and you're able to come out the other side and be like, yeah, like I did that. And I, you know, did it the right way. It's really, really rewarding. Yeah. I would also say too, that it's really important to be your own advocate when it comes to this sort of thing. Like, like, yes, like being your coaches, like we are going to do everything that we can. And, you know, there are definitely some things that we can implement to help you get your cycle back and help, you know, all of those hormonal issues. But at the end of the day too, like there are other things that you can do to be proactive about what's going on within your body as well. And so getting things like getting like some blood tests run, seeing like where those hormones are at, what's going on with your cortisol, is your stress super, super high, you know, and even just kind of like, being your own advocate with your own like general practice doctor or your gynecologist is a huge way to go. And, you know, I know that that could be kind of hard because we just want things like just to kind of fix themselves and just kind of get everything falling into line. But at the same time, like there are some things that are knowable that you can know about what's going on within your body. And one of those ways to do that is getting like you know, your labs done, getting your blood tested, getting, you know, different things like that kind of figured out. So we have an idea, okay, what, what really is the issue right now? Yeah. Yeah. Great point. I want to touch on too, super quick, just like being honest with yourself, especially with like things like hormonal health. And if you're, you know, eating your 2000 calories, but you know, you're super stressed out, you're still doing all this cardio, you're still doing X, Y, and Z that's working against your case, but you're like, well, I'm eating this much. I should be getting my period back. You know, I'm quote unquote, putting on weight, whatever it may be just again, advocating for yourself, but also being honest with yourself. And like, am I really doing this process to the best of my ability and giving myself my best shot at really helping myself? Yes. Take ownership. You got to, it's hard. It's really, really hard because it's going to be very uncomfortable, but you know, what's the point of of dipping your toes in and not actually fully jumping in because you're not going to recover your cycle. You're not going to improve your digestion or whatever your issue is until you actually really, really deal with it and stare it straight in the face and do what you feel very uncomfortable doing. So that is a really, really great point. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. I loved this conversation. I think this is a conversation that a lot of people are going to gain value from, and it's the questions that they've been asking. So we really hope you have found it helpful. And once again, thank you so much, Head Coach Vanessa and Kat. Thank you.